Diversity of opportunities for minority journalists of color isn't always readily available. Therefore, how do we remedy the predicament and promote an atmosphere of inclusion for all? Dr. Meredith D. Clark is an assistant professor in the Department of Media Studies at the University of Virginia. She's also a former newspaper reporter whose work focuses on the intersections of race, media, and power. She joined me this week to discuss the progress we've made in advancing journalists of color and how far we still need to go. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. get started and welcome you to the show and we're excited to talk a little bit about journalism diversity with you this afternoon so uh thanks for your time and welcome to the show thank you so dr clark i know that your work uh, has focused extensively on trying to build diversity in the field of journalism so i'll just start you off by asking you where do you think we are in sort of promoting uh, opportunities for minorities in the field of journalism? Mm, That's a good question. I think that we have hit uh, a moment of fatigue, honestly, where people on one hand are tired of hearing that they need to do more, and then people on the other hand are tired of hearing uh, that there's nothing that can be done. And I think we've gotten to this moment where those sort of excuses are now unacceptable and people inside the newsrooms and community members who depend on newsrooms to deliver uh, the information they need are not accepting any excuses when it comes down to diversifying. So I really think we're at a tipping point, um, I, at least I hope so, to change uh, some of the problems we've had with representation thus far. And when we look at increasing the exposure of young journalists, I know organizations such as the National Association of Black Journalists has really focused on trying to build programs to get more younger journalists of color into the field. So I'm just wondering, where do you think we are in that arena? And how can we get more younger journalists of color into the field? I think uh, we're seeing young journalists of color come into the field. The problem is that we're not seeing them stay. Um, We used to talk about the pipeline of talent from J schools and just from college in general into the newsroom to get these people supported so that they would take journalism jobs. 
And while that was somewhat effective for a few years, we now see that people are going in a number of different directions. Uh, so we're not just thinking about the pipeline as directly into the legacy style newsroom. We're also seeing them go into um, new startups and things that are related. But then after a few years, somewhere between three and seven years, we're seeing people leave the field because they aren't able to advance, their wages aren't growing, they don't feel respected um, in their newsrooms or in the community, and the job that they imagined that they wanted to do just does not have the same sort of appeal. When you do the trade-off between um, the impact that you're able to have and the stressors that the job extends to you, the <laughs> the trade-off's not worth it. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but I was born with what's called a spastic uh, quadruple cerebral palsy. It just simply means that I don't have enough oxygen in my legs to walk normally. So my next question for you is how do you think we can help uh, uh, individuals with disabilities enter the field at a more uh, rapid rate? I think it's a great question because so often um, when we talk about diversities, we're focusing on phenotypical diversity, right? So how people show up in the world, what color they are, or what gender they are. Um, when we talk about getting more journalists with disabilities into the field, I think the first thing that we need to think about is what are the obstacles? Um, are you in a program that has the equipment that a journalist who is, say, visually impaired needs in order to do their job. Uh, are you a newsroom that has someone who can be a liaison between a journalist who is not hearing and someone um, who does hear and who communicates uh, without the benefit of any aids? Um, what sort of things are the barriers for, you know, everyone has a different way of navigating life depending on what their disability is. And so it's really an investigation for more journalists for us to find out what is it they need to be able to do these jobs successfully. And that's really the same question that we ask of anyone, right? What do you need to be able to do your job well? In this case, it just may mean um, some additional physical uh, resources that allow the journalist to do the job that they're hired to do. And in terms of women of color and uh, getting more uh, opportunity opportunities for them to use, think it's a matter of pay inequality or a lack of opportunity, or how do we diversify the opportunities for women in the field of color? Mm -hmm. I think there are a number of factors that we have to consider. So um, women of color, just like white women, still struggle under the weight of patriarchy and uh, existing norms for how a family should be structured. So one of the problems that we see is that if women are mothers or are uh, parents or 
want to become parents, there's not often a lot of support for them. Uh, for instance, if you are a woman, you're a parent of two small children, and your beat is cops and courts, you know that that is very unpredictable. And there may be some days where you need to take care of the kids, but also do the job that you have to do. And so there are questions about how does the job make accommodations so that you can do your work uh, without the problem of having to worry about childcare in that instance. Or perhaps um, if you are a caretaker in another way, we know a number of people are in the sandwich generation and often this labor is feminized and it is assigned to women or assumed by women. But if you're caring for an elderly parent or a parent who is impaired in some way, if your parent has dementia, um, what sort of support is there in your newsroom and in journalism culture as a whole that gives you the kind of time and flexibility that allows you to take care of your family while you're doing that job? I think incidentally, the coronavirus pandemic is setting us up to think more about that, like people not having to be in a static location in order to get their jobs done, but by using the technologies that we have, uh, being able to get their jobs done while being at home. And I'm gonna combine the next two questions because they kind of intersect. So I'm wondering uh, your thoughts on, on how we eradicate racism in uh, the uh, journalism profession for people of color, minorities of color. And how, how do you think the current political climate we're living in affects uh, opportunities for investment for minority journalists? Mm, okay. Um, goodness. So I have to say that uh, I am a realist. I try not to be a pessimist. I don't know that racism will be eradicated in journalism. I think the best that we can do is to check the influence of racism and check its existence. And that means going back and examining um, all of the practices that are considered to be normative and evaluate whose norms they follow, right? Uh, when the first journalism school in the United States was founded, slavery was still legal. So if you're talking about journalism that was defined in a time where Black people weren't even counted as full people, then you're talking about a journalism that has racism baked in directly. Uh, so first we need to go back and do some assessing. I think we need to go back and re-examine our curriculum and design curriculum um, that is inclusive of a plurality of perspectives and lived experiences, and really that puts the most vulnerable among us at its center. That's one of the things uh, that I try to champion through my work. And as a corollary to that, to improve um, chances for journalists of color to remain in the field, to succeed in the field, I think that we need to stop trying to replicate this uh, model of journalism, the ideal model of journalism that has been developed over the years where women, where women of color, where people of color were an afterthought. 
Like, what does journalism look like when everyone is at the table? What does journalism look like when not only women, not only women of color, not only people with disabilities, not only queer identifying journalists, uh, not only English as a second language journalists are sitting at the table and deciding what are the values that we hold ourselves to as we are providing people with the information they need to make decisions in their everyday lives? And my final two questions for you have to do with where you think journalism will go in the future. So my first question to that effect is, what do you think we need to fo focus on in terms of teaching journalism in journalism schools? Something that you think is big underutilized from a teaching perspective. And my final question would be, um, what has you most excited about the future of journalism opportunities for those uh, who are minorities? So the thing that I think that we need to change in terms of journalism education is uh, we need to stop the replication of minoritizing certain experiences in journalism. Um, as I review the standards for accreditation for journalism schools in the United States, um, you see that there is a diversity and inclusion sort of requirement, and that is usually fulfilled by having just one course or maybe two courses or some sections in a couple of courses that are dedicated to others. It's everyone who is not white, um, everyone who perhaps is not male. Um, and so instead of making that our default model, I think that we need to revisit the way that we teach journalism. If you're going to teach investigative reporting, you're not just teaching about Nellie Bly, you're also teaching about women like Ida B. Wells, you're teaching about Julia, um, oh goodness, Anna Julia Cooper. You are teaching about people um, who come from a number of different backgrounds, and I think that that should be calibrated uh, closely to the student population that you serve. So if you are at a Hispanic serving institution, then maybe you teach about journalists uh, with Latin or Hispanic backgrounds. Um, so I think that's one thing that we can do. I also would say that the thing that makes me excited is that, you know, there's a saying about never letting a crisis go to waste. And we definitely find ourselves in the midst of several crises right now. And the thing about crisis is that it forces you to imagine what you once conceived or once you, what you once thought was inconceivable. And so I do see this as an opportunity for us to revisit uh, how we define journalism, how we do journalism, and how we make journalism fulfill its actual potential in serving uh, the broadest spectrum of people and their information needs. Dr. Clark, I want to thank you for a few minutes and talking to us about journalism diversity. We really enjoyed your insights and perspective and want to thank you for your time and for appearing on the show this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Kevin. It was a pleasure.